Hello all and welcome to episode 3 of Two Sykes in Nikes. On this episode, Larry will tell us about the time way back when, before he was a music memorabilia dealer. He went to a fair long length to try and meet Oasis uh, band members. And he even mitched off school, took, took some time away from school, let's just say that, to go into Dublin and try and get an autograph. And I will discuss the concept of flow and the flow state. And there's a video that immediately comes to my mind about this topic and where you may be able to find it. It's a couple of minutes on YouTube. So thanks, Emil, for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy the episode. Hello, all. Uh, welcome to episode three of Two Sykes in Nikes. Yeah, we're still going. Uh, second week in. We're doing two a week, and hopefully you're enjoying them if you've listened in already. Um, and if you're enjoying it, please spread the word. We, we'd love more people to tune in. You might see a new setup here. The studio's gone mad. And what happened was, I saw... Sorry, Larry. How are you, Larry? I'm good. Oh, thanks for remembering me, Jody. Appreciate that. Sorry, Larry. I was, I'm was. i so caught up in my, uh, my new, my new get-up. So what happened was, I saw my, my girlfriend was doing stuff over the weekend. She was doing stuff online and she was introducing loads of plants and all to the shot. And it looked great. Like, it just brought, took the edge off and it was lovely. And we've loads of plants in the house. And I thought... Come on, let's give this a whirl. And I'm um, after. It took us a while to. See, I had to kind of climb in around here, but I'm liking it. What do you think? Oh, fantastic! But like, it doesn't compare to to this. <laughs> yeah, but I'm oxygenated. Like, I can I can feel my level is probably gonna be a bit higher this this week because of it. So I, I just I hope there's not an imbalance now. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So. Too much oxygen. So, <laughs> so how was your weekend, man? How, how, are, you, how are you feeling? Uh, yeah, good, good. Yeah, I had a nice weekend. Like, I'd be straight with you. Like, I, I kind of feel a bit under the weather today. It's interesting because I'm a bit reluctant to tell people like that I'm a bit under the weather. Or, or I've been using that word, under the weather. Um, yeah. Instead of saying to people, actually, I feel like I have a bit of a cold. Because I'm yeah. thinking, if I, if I say to people... That I have a bit of a cold. They're gonna oh okay, a bit of a cold, yeah. Uh, how, are you coughing? Have any coughing or anything going on? Or how are your lungs? Uh, yeah, I had a couple of like uh, Zoom meetings set up, and I was like, I don't feel like I have the energy to have a casual conversation with some friends. So I contacted my friend, and I was, instead of saying I wanted to say I have a I have a bit of a cold. But yeah. I, I felt like there's a stigma, a stigma attached to saying that. And uh, so I chose to say, oh, I'm just feeling a bit under the weather. And then I thought, mm, maybe that sounds even more uh, conspicuous. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. You're <laughs> so hiding I said, it now. I just said, no. look, no, I'm fine. I feel fine. I feel really healthy. Uh, there's nothing wrong with my lungs and my throat. But yeah, no, I suppose what I wanted to mention was just a feeling of stigma around mentioning that I have a cold, which is yeah. like, I wouldn't have had that a month ago. You know, yeah. that wouldn't have crossed my mind. I would have just said to someone, I have a bit of a cold. Does that, yeah. does that make any sense to you? Completely, because it's funny that you say it. The last just few days, I, 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 I'm, I'm just like, every time I swallow, I've only got a little bit of a throat there on me or uh, we've talked to each other like myself and my girlfriend we're like uh, do you feel a bit groggy yeah I, I do feel a bit groggy but 
and you're you're kind of okay that sounds okay and feels okay but you're every little thing you're watching and we wouldn't be we wouldn't usually be like that we'd usually be fairly kind of robust but you're you're a bit tentative like it's and, and the stigma thing that's that's important to bring up actually yeah but on that note what you were saying last night because I was really feeling a bit more the cold last night <clears throat> and I was lying in bed, the lights were off um, and I could feel there's just something in my throat and I was like, <clears throat> yeah, that could, it could, that could be the start of it. That could be mm. the start of it. And thank God I have this rational part of my brain that just has kicked in over the last few weeks when I have those thoughts like you were describing this on me there's some feeling you have in your body and you start to think, oh, have I got the virus? And then I have this rational part and it's like, no, I've had colds before and it's just a bit of mucus and it's probably just, yeah, it's just, it's just a part of a cold. And then I said to myself, well, sure, I'll see how I feel in the morning. Then I'll, then I'll really know. So yeah. I, woke, I woke up this morning and I just feel like I have a little bit of a cold. I don't feel too much worse than I did yesterday. Yeah, I think... That that cookie, yeah. That's probably more likely what it is, but it's you know, this is mad because this is not planned at all. But I'm gonna talk a little bit about flow later, right? When I was flicking through the book again, I, I noticed that funny enough, it's it's just about people's spare time. There's a good bit in it about people's spare time. And when people are on their own at the weekends or when they when they're when they're not doing their their work per se, yeah, they usually have a tendency to report that they were sick or feel sick. Or that's when they, yeah, that's that's when they mostly feel that they're under the weather when they have free time. It's just about how to manage your free time. And it's just interesting because on the weekend or in the middle of the night, usually like, or it could be like a Friday night to Saturday morning. And I'd wake up at three or four and I'd be like, oh man, it, it, my head is sore. It's, like, this could be anything. Like, it's just, it, it's usually in those periods of like, you know, mellowness that you come yeah. up with this stuff. Well, I also have another theory. Um, I decided to put my iPhone, <clears throat> I, I decided to put, what was that, your phone? Phone pinged, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's a text or a WhatsApp. I'm pretty popular. Maybe it's because I'm on air or something. Like. Yeah, yeah. I decided to put my iPhone and my laptop in the car, in the basement, because I was just like constantly checking either the iPhone or the laptop. Yeah. And I thought to myself, I did that yesterday morning. And I was thinking, hmm, I wonder if the cold is connected with, I don't know, some type of like an addiction going into cold turkey. Yeah. Possibly, possibly. I did feel a bit of the cold the day before. So it's just my mind trying to link it to something. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. That, my mind is desperate to link it to something and say, okay, that's what it is. It's because yeah. of this that I have that, you know? Yeah, I suppose we were, we were, we had a few swims last week like in the, in the sea and it was really fresh. And then you're, you're, you're kind of coming out and putting yourself on. Oh, we've lost you, Jody. Hello? Yeah, you're back, Jody. I'm back. Okay. So uh, this might happen the odd time. I'm in a slightly rural area and we've got the best internet we could find, but it's not genius and it's probably pretty overloaded because people are all at home using it. So this is going to happen. It's not. It's not fiber or anything like that. It's as good as we can get. But what I wanted to say was, uh, I, I'm talking about stigma and stuff like that. Um, I had a great weekend. And you nearly feel, can I say that? Like, can I say I had a, a great weekend? Like, it was, 
obviously it was different. We didn't really go out. We didn't see people or anything, but I had a really like satisfying weekend. I am. Um, I did loads and it was really balanced. Um, like Saturday morning, got up and did like a little Kundalini breath practice. Like it was uh, it's only 10 or 15 minutes, but I've been doing it for the last two weeks and it's been brilliant. And then went for a walk. We have a little pathway that goes kind of out into the woods there. Went out there for like a half an hour. Then what was I doing? I had to clean the pool. It was, and that takes like an hour and a half and it's kind of quite physical. And so you do that. Made a nice lunch. What did we do in the evening? We watched a film on Netflix, um, Dolomite. It was a nice feel-good film with Eddie Murphy. And I, it was a really balanced Saturday and Sunday. Actually, Sunday finished with um, a friend of ours, The Thirsty Soul, is doing uh, for, for at the moment and, and into April. Every Sunday evening, I think it is, she's, she's going to be doing it. And it's, she's a Reiki practitioner and he, a distance healer. And she was, we, we did like a session last night. It was free. And there was like 40 or 50 people tuned in and it was it was about an hour and it was lovely and we just we did a little bit of meditative guided meditation and it was just it was so nice to think that everybody was tuning in from from different parts of ireland and beyond and it was everyone had come together to make that effort like of some sort of connection and to be yeah. honest you could actually feel it so that's how we finished the weekend had a beer last night and it was just i have to say just a brilliant weekend all in all. Um, so I, I'm not afraid to say that because it can still happen even in these times. Yeah, no, I know what you're saying. Yeah, a little bit of a, you don't want to, like if one person shares something like that, things aren't going too great for me. It's all, it's almost sometimes like, oh, then I can't share that things are going good for me. Yeah, I know it's, it, and sometimes there's a place to hold back, you know, if you have a friend, say, who's like going through a really bad time and then they finish oh, yeah. telling you and then you say, they say, well, how are you? And you're like, well, <laughs> life is fantastic. Well, I, yeah, I'm doing a gig. Yeah. <laughs> I get that. There's a balance. Like, yeah. That comes down to a bit probably of like emotional intelligence or whatever. But, yeah, um, yeah. Exactly. And social intelligence. But uh, yeah, but look, it's nice to still have those times and it's opened up new opportunity in a way. I never would have wanted to do stuff online, really. I wouldn't have wanted to attend stuff online or mm. even bring my practice online. I, yeah. a, I like people and I like to be around people. But, you know, it's it's been interesting and learning loads. So mm. isn't that all we have at the end? Like, I mean, that's like, that's yeah. all, it's all experience. It is, it is, yeah. And like Zoom, uh, if only we had invested some money in Zoom a few months ago, we'd be probably billionaires now. Uh, <laughs> I know, I know. Using it. Home shopping, uh, like courier <laughs> companies, and, and, and medical platforms, and medical uh, devices. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah. So let's um, let's move it on. I want to know. So you, you you just gave me a very basic um, brief um, that was going to be again one of your yeah. one of your your super fan uh, of Oasis, but it was something different this week. It was a. Uh, it was a record or something you were going to tell me about. Yeah, well, it's actually not that different because it's about Oasis. <laughs> Sorry, folks. Let me just. Uh, I'm gonna. It won't be. It won't be Oasis every uh, every episode, will it? No, will it no. no I, I was conscious that I mentioned the Oasis last week, and it is what it is. Yeah, I wanted to um, just share a little story I had about. 
I'm like I'm a music memorabilia dealer, so I specialize in really rare and valuable guitars and costumes and handwritten lyrics. But there's an item that I have is for, that's very personal to me, and it's a seven-inch record, uh, an Oasis seven-inch record um, for a song called "Stand by Me," and it's signed by Noel Gallagher. And um, the signature isn't very clear on the record or anything like that. So, and it doesn't come with any authenticity bar my word but i'd never really sell it you know and the reason being is because i got the record personally signed myself by noel gallagher back in 1998 it was kind of like at the peak of oasis you know uh, when they were at the really at the top of their game had um, you bought stand by me on the vinyl just as a as a single like had you bought that previously yeah i had so Oasis, this is 1998, and Oasis had released an album called Be Here Now, and they were doing a world tour, and they were, they were coming to Dublin. And me and my mate Brian, Brian was older than me. Uh, he was a couple of years older, and uh, he, had, he was working as a courier, now on the motorbikes. Yeah. yeah. And he had a kind of attitude of a courier. I don't know if you've, like, yeah. yeah but he's a really nice guy, very, very, very friendly and but he he had a job so he had some money and he had a motorbike <clears throat> where i had no money and no motorbike but i had it we we both kind of because we were big fans we we met like on the on the morning of the oasis concert and we had no tickets for the gig but we just kind of got all excited and came up with an idea to try uh <laughs> to try find oasis in dublin the band so we got all excited i jumped on the back of his bike and we had a little bag and we put some records in it so we could get them signed if we met the band. He had it like a proper sports bike. So I was, you know, I was holding on tight while he was flying into the city centre. <laughs> so we basically went to all the posh hotels in Dublin. And yeah. uh, we kind of knew from the last time they were in Dublin, because it was all over the newspapers, um, what hotel they would stay in, you know, Oasis are staying in, you know, the ex hotel. So we went to those hotels and somehow we found out that Noel or somebody from the band, I think it was Noel that was staying in Bono and the Edges Hotel. It was called the Clarence yeah. Hotel. Yeah. And this was like this was during the daytime. So we went to the hotel, I don't know what time it was, probably about like three o'clock in the day. And nothing all, else to do. Nothing else to be doing. <laughs> No, no, because I, I mitched off school. I was meant to be in school and he was meant to be in work. So we, had just, we just said, you know, uh, Fecky, this is a once in a lifetime. We knew that was a once in a lifetime opportunity. If we're ever going to meet Oasis, this was it. So uh, we threw caution to the wind. Yeah, we heard that Noel was staying in the Clarence Hotel. So we went to the Clarence Hotel. And it was a big bouncer standing outside the hotel yeah. door, which was unusual. So that was uh, a clue. That was a clue. It was a clue. It was a clue. So we said he. We kind of. Uh, we just asked him. He said, "Is is Noel or Liam staying in the hotel?" And he said, "No, no. Um, it's only crew. Only the crew are staying here." And I was saying to Brian, "I said, there's no way the crew are staying in the Clarence Hotel. Like that's the most. It's a very expensive hotel. Like you wouldn't put the yeah. crew up." in a hotel like that. Don't get me wrong, crew are important, but you wouldn't be putting them up in the Ritz, you know? That's what uh, it's there for. <laughs> <laughs> so 
me and Brian were like, we know that either Noel or Liam is staying in this hotel. So we just knew. So we said, we're going to hang out here. And eventually they'll have, one of them will have to come out of the hotel, you know, Noel or Liam or whoever. Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> and bearing in mind, like my dad, I lived with my dad at the time and I was like probably 16, 17 years of age. Um, and he thought I was in school, you know, where yeah. I, was, I was in town standing outside the hotel with my mate Brian. Yeah. So we were waiting out there for hours and um, the bouncer kept saying to us, look lads, there's, there's nobody staying here. It's just the crew. Like you might as well just go home. Like he was really trying to get us to feck off. Like we were like, no, no, we'll hang on. We'll hang on. And hours, we must have been there for like, I don't know, five or six hours. Well, that's and pace. It was dark. It must. I. Th- it was dark, and uh, I think it was probably around like eleven o'clock at night or so, and we were exhausted. We were, ex- as you can imagine, we were just standing on the street. Like, the, and the front of the Clarence can be chilly. I think it kind of shades <laughs> the sun the way it's the way it's done there on the Liffey. I know it myself, and it's it can be chilly standing there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're just standing on the street, like me and Brian were like, you know, yeah. if it. We'll give it a half, half an hour more, and then we're gonna go home because it's, this is too much. Like this is too. We tried, we tried. So we said half, half an hour. We're going home, and literally like twenty minutes later, who do we see walking up the street? Only no, only Noel Gallagher. <laughs> only Noel Gallagher with his missus, uh, Meg Matthews. Yeah. And um, me and Brian were just like, we were in shell shock. And he, as he was coming towards us, we could see that he was, oh, he had a good few drinks on him, and he probably had taken some drugs as well because he was a little bit, little bit elvy. So we were like, "All right, now how's it going? How are things?" And he, he was just, "All right." And we had records in our bags, so we got our records out, and he signed, he signed our records for us. And uh, his girlfriend was just standing there, kind of looking at us, like <laughs> God knows what she was doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was, it was very quick. And Noel went into the hotel then, because he was because he was drunk, he wasn't coming in the mood of talking. Yeah. But he still took the time to sign a record. So when he went into the hotel, me and Brian were just jumping around the street, dancing. <laughs> we it was just believe- reward. Yeah, yeah. We couldn't believe we met him, and um, I still have. I still have that record. It's over actually in my mum's house and I had intended to bring it on the show today to show people, but I can't go over to my mother's house because of everything that's going on and I have a little bit of a cold. So I couldn't go over and get the record, you know, because of this whole uh, COVID-19 thing. Right, yeah. I would have looked to see, did he he write anything else on it or was it just the scrawl of his name or did he write like, fair play to you for waiting out all day now? (laughs) <laughs> no, you should be in school. Education <laughs> is is important. That's what he should have been. Right, he should have been giving you life tips. It's actually like I, one of the records was kind of like a black cover, and I had a black marker. Oh. <laughs> so like yeah. only I know that that signature is on. You have to kind of tilt it and hold it to the light and see, see the shine. Yeah. So. It was a great song. Stand by me was a great song. I'd be here now. Um. Yeah. Probably they were. They were pretty massive at that stage. Like, um, yeah, that was cool, man. And you still have it. And what about the other ones? Did you get rid of the, the other items or have you still got it, all of them? I, have, I just got two records signed and right. um, 
Yeah, I, I still have them. I'd never, what was the other one? What I'd never the other sell one? them. Uh, do you know what I mean? Don't know. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No. No. Would would that, would that have been from an early album? It was the first song of "Be Here Now." Oh, I see. I wasn't into them back in the day. Ah, so yeah, much. that's okay. That's okay. That's brilliant that you've got it though, and uh, a nice little feel. But and now tell me this: Do you think that was anything to do with like because if you were only seventeen and you probably didn't go straight into that business that that you you successfully built, but was that a little thing that's, that did that trigger anything in you to say, Jesus, I'd like to do this now? No, that wasn't a trigger. But I did at that at that time in my life. I actually have a diary from back in like nineteen ninety seven, nineteen ninety eight, and I did write down a business idea. 15 years before I actually went ahead and did the business. You know? Wow. Yeah. Ah, that's cool. Yeah. That's brilliant. Yeah. Deadly, man. Ah, that's, that's, it's a bit you couldn't get it, but I suppose that's a sign of the times at the moment, all right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a sign of the times. I was going to um, have a little natter about flow. So it's kind of a buzz. Like, I'm sure you've come across it in loads of literature and like a flow state and people trying to get into a flow state and keep it or retrieve it if they've lost it. It's a, a lot of scientific stuff came out. Um, a lot of it in the 90s. It, the, whole, the whole thing of flow was probably mid-70s when it started to kick off. Um, and it would have been using, like, say, the studies would have had, like, surgeons, uh, like maybe, like, rock climbers. It was trying to see across the board, musicians. And... It did. It all correlated. Like it didn't didn't really matter what you what your your performance was. Flow states could be identified, and even as um, a surgeon. Yeah, this is this, this is the thing. Um, it doesn't like uh, you could be a carpenter. You could be all it is. Well, not all it is, but it's when your skills are in line with the task. So there's like this perfect balance of what needs to be done and your perception of you being able to do it. You know, that, that can be anything because sometimes you might even nearly, I've toiled in houses or a blade, like wooden floor, like the, the, the cliff lock. And that's, in those, in those times, I would nearly be, you're on your own and you nearly, it's like time stands still and you're in this thing of like, and you don't want to stop. It's just, it's beautiful and it's smooth and everything is just, it's going nice. And I suppose flowing, like maybe that's, so, uh, and that, that was laying floor. That wasn't like, that wasn't like, climbing Everest or anything um, so it, it can be across the board and Chick Sent Me Hoyle was one of the he's, he's the preeminent kind of person to study on it um, yeah. Chick Sent Me Hoyle it's a very it's um, it's it's not spelled spelt like that but it's a it's a huge surname if you um, but Chick Sent Me High is how you pronounce it Me mm. Highly Me Highly Chick Sent Me High so um I produce loads of books I have on there called Finding Flow, like in the 90s. So he's kind of the one that people turn to. He, he kind of defined it. He laid out parameters for what needs to be. So when I first went back to college and I, I heard about this thing and we got deep into it, mm. it kind of it fascinated me because it, was, it probably bridged a little bit between science and, um, what would I say, Holistic, more holistic because it talks about like consciousness and um, and like time is kind of irrelevant and stuff so I was fascinated by this bridging because I liked that I had to study the sciences 
but I also, I don't think science has an answer for everything. Um, and that's pretty controversial when you study the sciences. But anyway, so this really, this area was a great, it was, it's, it's a brilliant area and you could, you could read about it all day. And I, thought, I still think we're only touching on it. What I want to recommend is there's, there's a video on YouTube and it's called Climb Dance. And uh, so just Climb Dance. And it's, it's a rally driver from 1988, it is. And it's a very, it's quite a famous clip. It's 11 minutes long about. And um, it, what it was, was Peugeot, Peugeot had this, had this amazing car at the time they had built. And they also had a fantastic driver on their books. So what they wanted to do was go to America. And there was this, there's a famous race called Pikes Peak Hill Climb. And for anyone who doesn't know that, that's a, it's a mountain in Colorado. And basically what a hill climb is, is you start at the bottom, mm-hmm. uh, you drive as fast as you can up a closed road until mm-hmm. the flag. But Pikes Peak is like 20 kilometers. It's, it's, it's long. I, I can't remember the height. I think it's like 2,500 meters at the top or something like so. You, you, you're talking like uh, energy differences in the cars and stuff by the time you get to the top. So, um, it's a real challenge because there's a hundred and something bends and it's it, like you can fall off the side like if you if so it's dangerous it's it's fast it's it's all out so it's been going on a hundred years and uh, or more and I'm fascinated with all this type of stuff but this this is a beautifully shot little short documentary it's won it won awards after it came out and mm-hmm. the, he like the the, the the director had put a camera down at the pedals of Ari Vatanen who was driving and yeah. and for me like this was the golden age of of kind of these types of vehicles because there was no like uh, self changing gearbox there was no paddles to change gearbox it was all done by feet hands coordination mm-hmm. and it, it's beautiful to watch because it's it like climb dance is the perfect name actually it, it just shows that He's just he's at one with the machine, and it's just beautiful to watch. Um, if you can imagine that, like it's yeah, I can actually, yeah, I can. I can see what it's called a dance, especially because using his feet, like it's using everything. He's he's looking, he's listening to like different sounds in the car. He's he's probably looking, you know, hundred meters, two hundred meters, three hundred up the road for the next. He's anticipating. He's at it's it's magical, and even if you're not into motorsport or whatever. You, if you appreciate like the human kind of um, endeavor, and and to just watch the mechanics of it, like his feet are 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 rapidly moving across the pedals, mm. his his hand is coming on and off the wheel to change gear and to use the handbrake. It's magnificent, and he's driving a monstrous brute of a car, but it's almost it's almost um, sliding between bends. It's it's just, it's gorgeous. And I would, it's just for me, it's a real kind of man and machine or um, at one. And for me, that's like, if, if I think of flow, from the minute I, I, I kind of read about this concept a few years ago, that was the first thing that came to my head was that video. Probably because just when I saw it, I, I was mesmerized by it. But um, yeah, it's just, we could put a link under the YouTube or something maybe to it mm-hmm. if people want to look at it. Um, mm-hmm. But it's, yeah, it's, and I don't know if you've, did you ever hear of it or have you ever seen it, Larry, no? Yeah, the, uh, the clip. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I haven't actually. I look, I, I'm quite excited to check it out. Um, okay. But uh, regarding flow, like uh, I was only chatting about it there yesterday, I think. No way. Yeah. Um, because oh, I exper- I have experienced it playing soccer over the last while. Um, every so often I'd experience flow. And for me, how I described it yesterday was like, it's like my body, mind, and uh, soul probably are all uh, all foreign on all cylinders. And what it does then, it, it's this like fourth component, which is like, it's like I have more time to make a decision. It's like, so yeah. I could be jumping in the air to heady the ball so that I score a goal. And it's like I get to choose. I get to choose. I just have... It's like time, uh, and it's only in, in real time. It's only like a couple of seconds, but there seems to be more space in the time for me yeah. to make a decision. And is and there's a feeling of like it's like freedom. Like it's like there's no aches and pains in my body. Everything's running at top at top performance. Yeah, and. And actually, I remember experiencing it before, and it literally felt like a turbo boost. I remember, I, I remember the, the actual transition or the, the choice of transition between into flow. I remember this happening one time, and it was like a, an attack on goal, and I and I felt myself accelerating, but excel, not only accelerating with speed, but actually accelerating into flow. I knew I I had to tell myself just to just to go with it. Yeah, and not to think too much, and I was just about to enter flow. I remember distinctively experiencing that, and uh, ah, like it's amazing, it's amazing feeling. It, it's it's even to hear you talk about it, like it's it, that's the thing. It's almost like a, an out of body, or it's like it's like a rush, but without being that kind of like um, synthetic rush. It's yeah, it's incredible. I, uh, when when would I probably on the mountain if I if I'm snowboarding? Some days just just you're you're catching edges. You're a little bit, you yeah. know, you don't want to go too quick. Or every little tiny thing in the in the slope feels like a a, a bigger kind of obstacle. And then some days you buckle in, and whatever it is just comes together. The conditions, yeah, like how you're feeling, like just from that initial first. The noise of the buckle closing, you know, your breaths, you can, like, and you just, yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. Just, just, isn't it? It's, it's, it's yeah. really hard to, to, to put into words, but yeah. it's, it, it, yeah, it's a load of factors that make you just feel kind of almost unstoppable a little bit or something that, you know what I mean? Yeah, does it kind of like, um, you're, you're on fire, you know, that you're, uh, uh, it's turned on now, it's been turned on and it's like really powerful, like, it's yeah. like anything is possible. And what I liked about it, my experience one time was, uh, and I knew I was in it, I felt I'm in it. It was like, it doesn't have to be a big exertion. It could be like a very tentative touch of a football. But that touch was the pass. Like, I remember stretching my leg out and I didn't think I'd get the ball, but I, I tapped it. And the guy could see the shock on the player's face that I tipped it and the ball went right to his foot. And he went on, I think, and... I don't know if he scored or he passed it back to me and I scored, but I was like that little tip, but it was, it was only possible because I was in the flow. Like That's mad. That you can even remember the detail of it because like, why would you, like you probably did a million other things in that game and in games 
prior and aft, but you're remembering that down to like a specific detail. It's mad, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Like the belt, like doing your boots up. You yeah. You boots up every day, but today it's like, oh, there's something different. Oh, this is good. This is going to be a good yeah, one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, just what I'd say uh, about uh, just that uh, hill climbing, because I find it quite interesting. Um, so from 2011, back when this movie was made, it was all loose. It was like a dirt track. Most of it was like 70% of it was a dirt track. And then over the years, they started to pave this mountain. So now it's it's fully uh, paved, which it just takes a little bit. Of the, it's, it's faster now, obviously. But it wasn't about the overall speed. It was about the everything coming together so they still run it and that time has been well and truly eclipsed now um i mean they've 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 beaten it comprehensively but to it still doesn't do like, the magic was was that because there was so much going on you know they've now they've got electric power now and they're gonna be they're amazingly fast they've no gearboxes and stuff so they're just you don't have to worry about some of those things. I'm not taking away from people now because I'm not saying it's easier or more difficult. But for me, when you look back at 88 and it's a loose surface and it's... A, so I just, yeah, I'd recommend it to people. But we can... Uh, and actually, a book here as well. This was Finding Flow. This is The Psychology of Engagement with Everyday Life. So this is this book talks about flow for, yeah, for everyday life rather than to reach like peak performance. Um, I just, I, I underlined some stuff here. Um, having leisure at one's disposal does not improve the quality of life unless one knows how to use it effectively. And it is by no means something one learns automatically. So all little, all little, all little helpers, like especially around the time we have now, because people have a little bit, of, little bit of time on their hands. And here we are, and this is another one. To control attention means to control experience and therefore the quality of life. Like this book is, it's a, again, it's quite a small book, but it's it's actually there's a lot of pointers for everyday life, and I like books like that. You can kind of read on and off, or you can read it in a weekend. But there's you'll never be the same after reading it. You know them books. Yeah, and does the author give like an indication of the conditions for flow like that you could apply to? Yeah, 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 yeah. Breaks it down. What has to be um, present. If, if you're trying to get to this state and how to maintain it and give yourself the best possible uh, opportunity of being in it, that's what it is. Like we can only set it up in the hope that it happens, you know, by, yeah. by focusing your attention, by uh, being less self-conscious, by having confidence on the task, by opening your skill set. Like, so all these things come together and hopefully that manifests. Yeah. But it's not a guarantee. No. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so look, geez, Larry, thanks very much. That was uh, kind of flew in this week. I don't know if it felt like that for you, but this episode flew along. Um, and hopefully we will, we, again, we'll be shooting another one this week for episode four, that will be. And we're up on Apple Podcasts now. Um, uh, they, they go up fairly rapidly once, once this will be up uh, within 24 hours. So please uh, support us, tune in, enjoy it. Um, and even if you don't enjoy it, share. Yeah, what about it? Let us know. It's an experience, isn't it? Let yourself have the experience. Thanks again for tuning in. Share the word, and I'll see you. Uh, see you next. See you next time. Take care.